0: Hello everyone and welcome to episode 9 of the merry go podcast. My name is Mary Brasha and I'm your host. This podcast is powered by Selkirk Sport. We are Pickleball. I just got back from Dallas for one day at home and then I'm flying to Daytona tomorrow, But. Just wanted to come on here and reflect on a great 12 days in Texas. Maggie and I came away with the silver medal in women's doubles at nationals. And I am just overjoyed with this result. We have been working hard on and off the court, and to accomplish this at one of the biggest tournaments of the year is just. So cool. I'm just super thankful for this moment and ready to do it again. We are hungry for more championship Sundays. That was our first one as a women's doubles team on the PPA tour. And just, we would love to just do it again and keep getting better. So we are going to get back to work. Our first Nationals was in 2021. I played with Dan Roditty and Maggie. We actually got a game off the Waters duo at that tournament, so it was a good one. But a little backstory is that Maggie was asked by a top player to play mixed doubles. And at the time, we were playing part-time pickleball and 5-0 events. So we really were hoping for the chance to win the National title in but you couldn't play both divisions so we signed up for pro. That partner ended up dropping Maggie so we're kind of feeling a little discouraged like are we going to have the chance to play for a national title again and I knew we'd keep getting better but to do it here in 2023 and just have that chance to compete for the gold medal on Sunday was just a great opportunity and just really encouraging and just reminds us that like These are the moments we train for. The hard work is paying off and we can't wait to keep getting better. I also wanted to take a minute to talk about my MLP experience with the Miami Pickleball Club. I had a lot of fun playing with my teammates, Tyson, Federico, and Tyra. We had some great matches and made it to the playoffs, came up just a bit short of the semifinals, but feeling really good about our team and the dynamic, and we're playing really well with one another. So I am hopeful that the San Clemente event will happen in December so we can compete for that title. We are staying tuned. We don't really know at this moment if an event is happening or not. So we'll keep you guys posted, but yeah super happy with how our team competed stay tuned for another episode also where i'm gonna reflect more on nationals and do kind of a q a so if you have any questions for me message me on instagram or comment below and i hope to answer them next time with all that said let's jump into our guest for the day today's guest is a pickleball legend he was inducted into the hall of fame last year He has 11 national titles and six Canadian national titles. He's also the coach of the Austin Pickleballers Major League Pickleball team. Please welcome to the podcast, Wes Gabrielson. Hello, Wes. Welcome to the show.
1: Thanks for having me. Great to be with you.
0: This is so exciting that you're on the Merry-Go-Round podcast. I mean, you have your own video series winning with Wes (laughs) yourself you're an expert in front of the camera
1: (laughs) well just trying to be on and uh and help my friend you and support your uh your awesome new podcast
0: thank you thank you well so many things to catch up on I always love chatting with you but I think the first thing I want to talk about is All of this time in Dallas, I mean, I was there for 12 days. You were there for a while as well for both Major League Pickleball and Nationals. Would love to hear a little bit about your time in Texas.
1: Yeah, well, it was interesting because I came in October, I think it was 29th, and Mm -hmm. the team I'm coaching, Austin Pickleballers, we did a training camp at a chicken and pickle, and I brought the cold weather from the Northwest with me because it was like, 38 degrees. And our players are like, uh, Wes, we're going to be inside for this training camp, right? We're not going to be in the cold weather. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, we, we had a training camp in and then competed uh, you at know, the same venue that your team did. And uh, I think by the time Premier started, it was normal Texas temperatures.
0: Right. It was so, chilly when we first really got chill. there. I was wearing my vest to practice outside. I was like, okay, I gotta stay warm, I gotta stay warm. And uh, I was glad the sun came out.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it was a little bit harder being on the sideline because we weren't moving as much as you all. You got warmed up, you started playing and we were like, oof, super cold <laughs> until until like noon, so.
0: Wow, well, you have been both a player and a coach in MLP. I would love to know more about what it's like to be on both sides of that. I mean, you're living the best of both worlds. Go Jackrabbits forever.
1: (laughs) Go Jackrabbits. So, you know, you and I and your and your sister and uh, AJ were on Team Jackrabbits last year. We got that one event in uh, Newport Beach together and that was so much fun. So fun. Uh, But yeah, it was super fun to be part of that and, and play in it and compete. I think for a lot of us that are a little bit older, than uh, you and your sister that are a little further removed from the college uh, sports era. Uh, for us, it's, it's really kind of a fun throwback to being on a college team again, competing in tennis and kind of, you know, playing with your teammates, coaching them on the sidelines, super fun experience. And then transitioning this year into uh, coaching at MLP has been just a blast, getting to work with all different players and knowing most of them as competitors yeah uh and i often get um uh, questions hey is it is it weird coaching your competitors because yeah. i will likely you know like play a, f- a few of them in every tournament i play in right and uh no it's not weird i mean <laughs> as, the, as, as a former school teacher and high school and college tennis coach it's like if you don't feel comfortable telling someone what to do in that role you're not in the right role so yeah. for me it, for me it's fine they know i'm trying to help and not you know deterring from their success so
0: (laughs) yeah we know you're you're trying to get all the inside scoop on all the players and all that I'm just kidding no I always when you're around I'm like I just want to soak up all the info from you because you just have so much pickleball experience and I mean I want to go back to like kind of how you got into pickleball and your journey and tell us more about that
1: yeah, so uh, I first came across Pickleball when I was 12 wow. and that was uh, about 25, 26 years ago uh, in middle school PE class here in Oregon because, you know, Pickleball was born in, in Seattle so it yep. trickled down to the schools in uh, in our great state and, uh, you know, we played with a wooden paddle wow. and uh, a Duraball Okay. on a wood floor.
0: Sounds fast.
1: <laughs> a lot of quick points. <laughs> A lot of quick points, a lot of long games because it's really hard to win on your serve. Right. You know, especially in singles. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, played in high school in PE class. And then in college, we had a, our women's tennis coach had uh, taught the PE class and so, or the pickleball class. So when it would rain, we wouldn't have practice. We'd go inside and play pickleball.
0: Nice.
1: So that was cool, but we didn't dink. We didn't know a third shot drop we were just playing tennis. Like it was just fun. Yeah. And uh, and she was a saint to let us come in, us rowdy college boys. And, and like, she put us on one court at the end of her class and separated us so we wouldn't run into everyone and, and just let us play. So kudos to her. It was super fun.
0: And who would have thought that would lead you to your career? I mean, yeah. when yeah. I met you, you were teaching still. Mm -hmm. and then you decided to go full-time with pickle what made you make that decision was it scary like tell us a little more (laughs) it was
1: it was an interesting journey so you know kind of before i made that choice i had played uh open and pro pickleball since 2012 i kind of came back to it after college and started playing the first pro tournament we ever had which was 2013 toc wow um It was like an invite only thing, and I and I they didn't fill the bracket up, and so they opened it up to everyone. And I said, "Oh, I'm gonna I want to go play this thing," and then I was hooked. Uh, So I so I competed um, in the summertime when I wasn't teaching school, and then my principals would let me have the week off uh, in November to go to nationals and compete. So it was kind of like a part time thing for me before the tours ever came about. And then honestly, when COVID hit and my last couple years of teaching high school, we were all on Zoom. Um, you know, I think everyone got a little restless because it wasn't the most enjoyable. Right. And, 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 luckily I was teaching upper level, you know, senior junior classes where kids participated on Zoom. So it was okay for me, but someone reached out and said, Hey, we're going to start doing some camps in your area. Are you interested in helping us? And uh, you know, consulted with the family and they thought, "Oh, yeah, give it a go. And uh, I actually got a, uh, a leave of absence for one year. So my job was still there. Okay. But I wasn't getting paid. Right. <laughs> so that gave me a little sense of security that if it didn't go well, I could go back. Okay. And uh, about four months in, I said, Oh, yeah, I'm not I'm not going back.
0: <laughs> no more. You are no all, more. In. No all more. in. Well, that is super exciting that you made that decision because mm-hmm pickleball is the best, it needs you around. I mean, how have you seen the game changing over the years?
1: Wow, there's there's been a lot of changes. I mean, I remember that again, the first time that I went to this tournament in, where was it, it was Seattle? And this was before like player sponsorships and all that stuff. And obviously I think everyone has seen the, the pace of play and the, and the athleticism grow. But from the from the sponsorship side, I mean, I remember someone coming up to me saying, "Hey, we want to give you a paddle and a shirt," and I thought that was the coolest thing ever. And now that's the norm, right? I mean, that's like the surface level thing. Yeah. And then it was, "Oh, we got a flight paid for, and I got a you know a, a money match and stuff like that." And mm-hmm. then to see where it's gone now from from the support that everyone's getting is really amazing. Um, you know, and and there's just more people playing. I mean, you know, we, we, in our state, we've got a ton of people that are pickleball fanatics, just like you do in uh, in California. And I mean, three years ago, we might have had twenty guys that were four, or five, and up in the state. Now we got probably a hundred. I mean, just seeing the growth has just been crazy.
0: That is great to hear because I feel like when I'm at my club, Lowe's Cab, and every day I'm just seeing more and more people showing up to play pickleball, I feel like people are also playing for five or six hours. They just don't stop. There's just something about it that like everyone is hopping on the pickleball train. I've been telling people, oh, it's just great. And I feel like it's a life-changing thing too. I feel like Mm -hmm. so much... Joy has been brought into my life, I'm sure into your life, too. And the community that it brings. It's something different that I had never experienced like Mm -hmm. growing up until now.
1: Yeah. I mean, how how often do you get to play a good game uh, compared to any other sport? You know, you and I come from tennis. It's hard to get multi generations on one sport or excuse me, on one court with different Mm -hmm. skill levels. And have a decent game at pickleball you can have a 3-0 and a 5-0 and they could be 70 and 15 and you're gonna have a decent rally i mean i got to play a tournament with my mother who's
0: Aww.
1: almost 70 and she is like a solid 3-0 and we played a an 8-0 combined tournament together 8-0 doubles and it was so much fun i mean i would never get that chance with her in other sports
0: oh that's so cute Ah, goals <laughs> we're ready to See you guys back on the court again <laughs> soon <laughs>
1: yeah
0: maybe in 2024 we'll be looking maybe at
1: 2024 mother-son
0: nationals okay well i want to talk a little bit more about some of your tournament experiences and some of your favorite memories and it may take a minute to think about but do any specific pickleball experiences come to mind that like stand out as a highlight for you
1: yeah i mean there's so many fun tournament experiences um one of my favorites was that first u.s open okay. uh which was in 2016 and it was kind of funny because at at that time for a couple of years my doubles partner was was kyle yates nice and we had, had a lot of success i always called him my little brother because you know he was about 10 years younger than me and and uh i was one of the the younger guys when he came on the scene and that made me feel like an older guy because he's Ten years younger than me, but we pretty much played every tournament together, all the big ones for a couple years. And that year we ended up winning TOC and we won nationals, but we didn't play together in the US Open. And so it was one of the few times that I played against him. And just being that first US Open, which was the first time that pickleball was televised on a cable sports network, it was so fun because coming from an era where they streamed every match at nationals on a cell phone to now having a network do it, it was just a cool vibe, you know, and we lost the match. We lost in the final to Kyle and Dave Weinbach, but I had a great time. Good. (laughs) That was a fun experience.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. That's crazy to me. Like how much is changing so fast Mm -hmm. with just getting more eyeballs on the sport. I mean, did you ever expect nationals or the USM2 to be as big as they are today?
1: No, I mean, you know, it's funny because I we all are competitive and we love winning. And like a lot of my good memories are, you know, winning TOC and nationals, but some of my favorite memories we didn't win uh, last year, nationals, I think about Indian Wells, playing with my buddy Eric Lang. I know you've played with him and he was on this podcast recently and uh we played this great match against Jay Devillia and Tyson McGuffin and lost like 11-9 in the third on center court but we got 5,000 people in the stands and it you feel like you're at home. I just love I love playing in that in that pressure-filled fun environment in front of a bunch of people. Yeah. So I I am just shocked at how big things have gotten so quickly you know with fans with sponsors with all of it
0: it was crazy this weekend just going inside the stadium and seeing how many people Mm -hmm. you know because when I've been at tournaments I feel like a lot of the vibe is people who are playing in the tournament who also stay around and watch and it's always so fun to be there at the end of the day watching all the matches with your friends after playing but the amount of people I talk to that just came from all over to watch pickleball makes me so excited that people are enthusiastic about it and wanting to see more. And I just can't wait to see what's to come in the next couple of years.
1: And kudos to you and your sister for a great nationals.
0: Oh, thank you. (laughs) Holy smokes.
1: Everyone was cheering for you from all around the country. That was so fun to see you both and play so well all week and have such a great run to the final. So congrats to you.
0: Thank you, Wes. It definitely was a highlight for us this year. I mean, we've been trying to work towards this and Mm -hmm. to make it to Sunday at nationals, it just feels like as a pickleball enthusiast, like it's just a dream come true to get to play on that stage. So very, very grateful for that opportunity and those. Well,
1: people, people that put in the work, get rewarded with good results. And that's both of you. You've been working hard. So it's just the beginning, my friend. You're going to just just keep ascending,
0: And that kind of makes me want to talk a little bit more about, you know, training and kind of, you know, developing our skills. I know for Maggie and me, we are really working on drilling. And Mm -hmm. I mean, I can already see the improvement from just really focusing on your shots you're also ambidextrous you have all the skills would love to hear what some of your favorite shots are on the court and how you drill
1: sure well it's an interesting one because i'm kind of in a a unique spot in pickleball where i'm coaching but also competing and you know people ask me all the time why do you not play more pro events and i said well if, if you've been playing open pro pickleball for 12 years, you don't wanna travel as much as you used to. So for me, since I don't play as many, maybe five, six big pro stops a year, um, drilling is a huge part of what I do back home to stay fresh.
0: Mm -hmm. And,
1: you know, Eric and I uh, drill, try to drill once a week. Um, We've also got guys like Spencer Lanier and Stefan Andrin and Jason Bach who are playing pro events all the time. And so I'm really lucky that those guys are on the road so much and they come back and they're playing so well. So my drilling and playing partners keep me fresh yeah. so I can go to those couple pro stops and, and still compete at a high level. Um, but drilling, drilling is everything. I mean, if I get four days a week to play, I will drill exclusively for three of them Okay. and maybe play one. Um, I spend half my time on dinks. I mean, if Eric and I play for two hours, we drill, we spend the first hour on dinks, 30 minutes on resets. I know you and I love playing defense, so.
0: Woo! Defense! (laughs) Um,
1: And then, then, you know, a little bit on thirds, a little bit on volleys, but um, for where I'm at and my role in, in men's doubles specifically, dinks and resets I spend the most time with.
0: Good to know. Okay, this is the system to success, winning with Wes. (laughs) <laughs> Be a good dinker. Let's like go. <laughs> well, that is good information. Uh, thank you. Well, I kind of want to talk about what is coming up for you uh in your pickleball life. I know you guys also run the Oregon Cup. I'd love to hear more about that.
1: Sure. So Oregon Cup. <laughs> was an event that, uh, Mr. Lang and I started in 2020. Um, I think everyone in pro pickleball was really excited because the PPA tour and the APP tour were starting that year. I remember playing the first event of the PPA tour in Mesa with Eric and then COVID hit and everything got shut down. So it was a little crazy. Uh, and, uh, you know, we were just clamoring for tournament competition and there really wasn't a lot. And so I said, Eric, what if we did this team event or you're a captain, I'm a captain. Let's get 10 of our buddies together and we'll do a team format. So we got together, we didn't really advertise it because, you know, people weren't supposed to gather in parks and large numbers and right. we show up on a Sunday morning. And we only need three courts at our, our park that has six courts. We had like almost 100 people show up and watch as per word of mouth.
0: Oh, that's so yeah. cool.
1: Yeah. So we decided, you know, next year, maybe we can, as things open up, we can get more people to play and uh, have it at a different venue where we can have spectators. So he and I were captains again, and it's the you know, the top men in Oregon and the ladies have started their women's cup, which is awesome. And we've done a mixed cup, so it's, it's cool to see everyone doing team events. Uh, we expanded to 20 players and then by last year we expanded to, I think, 24. And this year we had 32 and we had so many people interested that we did a draft because oh, that was the only way we could, you know, fairly get everyone involved And have a draft and it's just it's a great um time to compete in a team environment where we use mlp format scoring and it's more about the fellowship there's no prize money Mm -hmm. it's it's all for bragging rights and so it's super cool to see senior pros and pros play together and we just have a great time so we look forward to next year's event
0: I want to be a part of the Oregon cup. What the heck? That sounds so amazing. I'm going to have to be a, you know, a guest someday. I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> you got You got to be an Oregon resident. Oh, okay. know, it looks like know, I, got, I got a funny, I got a funny little story here. So we're in Daytona. Where I saw you MLP Daytona and Paul Olin senior pro. Awesome. Dude comes up to me and he goes, Hey, I think I'm going to come out and play the Oregon cup. I saw you guys advertise on social and I said, Paul, what do you mean? (laughs) You're going to come play it. He goes, it looks great. You know, Stefan, our buddy told me about it. I said, Paul, you have to, you got to live in Oregon to play in it, man. And he goes, well, that's not fair. (laughs) So I said, Paul, you move out here, man. You can play in it any year.
0: Okay, well, looks like everyone is going to be moving to Oregon next year, so we can all compete. I think this sounds like such a cool experience for pickleball people and also just having those tournament environments is just a great way to get the reps also for people who are trying to rise in the sport. I mean, you obviously are like an 11 time national champion, let's go. You have lots of reps, but yeah, getting these people experience is great too. So way to create those opportunities.
1: Yeah, it's super fun. Like we've got a couple young kids that are 16 and 17 that have played PPAs and made it through qualies and played the Johns and played Pat and Jay and one of those kids was on our team and he was the MVP of the whole tournament. I mean, this 16 year old went eight no on the day and was our MVP and our, our team won because of him.
0: Oh, that is great to hear. I am super passionate about developing the next gen of pickleball players. I know I love working with the young kids. They're so excited to play pickleball. I've done a couple like clinics and camps. And do you see pickleball being pretty prominent in high school and college?
1: I would love to see it as you know, as someone who used to work in that environment teaching and coaching, I would love to see it. I know they have the Duper national championships and a lot of schools do that. I know people here in Oregon who are working with uh, the OSAA, the uh, state athletic association to try to get pickleball as a club sport. So the question, I have for you do you think it's more likely to be in college first like a, a real like an ncaa sanctioned sport or a high school sport
0: that's a tough question i just don't know if there's enough people playing quite yet to like i mean obviously they're coming every day but to really have it as like a sanctioned sport yet i think it's definitely sure. going in that direction but Right now I really see kids in high school picking it up. Let's get more after school programs, get mm-hmm. people on the pickleball court, set up the tape on basketball courts, whatever we have to do to get everyone paddles and on the court. I just see it growing fast. So yes, I see in a couple years this happening. I know for me personally when I'm done playing, coaching college pickleball would be such a fun yeah. such a fun thing to do. I mean, That'd be awesome. I could totally see you doing that, too.
1: <laughs> that would be that would be fun, but you're not done playing. You got a lot of career left. Yeah. But you can do both. You can do both. Yeah. That's like what I'm doing. It's it's super fun. So,
0: yeah, just so many exciting things to come. The time is now it's it's a great time to be in this sport and something that's just growing so fast, so mm-hmm. we're about to wrap up chatting today wanted to ask what advice you have for people who are trying to pursue a career in pro pickleball
1: it's a good question i think it's uh it's a much different journey people are on now than when i started (laughs) 10 years ago where there wasn't really a guideline you know it was just kind of go go play and sponsorships weren't what they are now i i think there's all these different companies coming out with paddles and wanting players. And we've got the tours. And my biggest advice to players is even though you're out there and you're, you're grinding and you're playing all these tournaments, it's okay to take some breaks. The pickleball is not going to leave you. You know, I, I try to cap the amount of tournaments I play. I'm in a different boat, right? I mean, I want to play 10 to 15 a year. I don't know how many pickleball tournaments you play this year, but I would imagine it's probably close to 30. Yeah. If not, if not, maybe a little bit more. Um, and I think my biggest advice is create the schedule that you want. If you're putting out good play and you're getting the reps, you're going to get that assistance. Over, it might not come quickly, but over time it'll be there. And, you really also sit down and, and and write out some goals for what you want as your your end goal you know is this something you want to do in five to ten years or is it more of a one to two year thing and so i think setting goals for yourself without any distractions without any input is really important and then take time off <laughs> you yeah. you you've got Breath. to have yes have other activities like what what, besides pickleball what do you do for fun that's exercise based
0: Wes this is the problem (laughs) right now I just play so much pickleball I'm that person that plays eight hours a day but the thing is is you are so right I've never been a person that really takes time to rest and take care of my body I'm always just go 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 and being a touring pickleball pro has really taught me the importance of being home taking time for yourself having just time for your mind to relax and just sit outside and look around and just enjoy the surroundings things like that i've really realized are important and those are cool lessons to learn, you know, when you're living this interesting, like pickleball life, it's unique. It's yep. different.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, I've always had that outlet of when I was teaching school, my job prevented me and I don't mean to tell that in a negative way, but it prevented me from burnout because right. I would go to a tournament. I'd come back. I'd practice a little during the week, but I would have time off.
0: Yeah. Now
1: what you're doing, what I'm doing, what others are doing, we're on the court all the time. Yeah, I guess to to help with that instead of maybe people training all day every day go play rec at the park with four o's that are looking to improve their game that gets you touches that you're not crushing your mind or your body yeah um and 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 for me you know for recovery days what i do i golf i go golf. golf yeah gets exercise exercises your mind but it exercises different muscles right go to the gym do something else but take time take time off it's okay
0: (laughs) it is okay well Wes I think we're gonna need to go golfing soon next time you're in Orange County we will set that up we'll get Maggie out there we'll get Hayden out there Callan they're big golfers now too so (laughs) we'll set it up
1: as long as we get Vinny out there too now and my dad yes. Yep.
0: yes you guys always have the good banter which is good
1: <laughs> we do he was he was the biggest uh cheerleader in the stands during mlp last year especially when this old guy had to play some singles uh never
0: forget the Dreambreakers; they are the, dream. the best
1: they're the best and it was i could hear them in the in the uh, crowd the whole time it was great
0: oh well, that's sweet well wes thank you so much for coming on the merry-go-round podcast. I appreciate your friendship and your wisdom in the sport so much. I think you're one of the best people in pickleball and it's just a pleasure to know you, so thank you.
1: Well, thank you for this podcast and for having me on in your friendship.
0: Yay, well, thank you to everyone who tuned into this episode of the merry-go-round podcast. We will see you next time, bye.